What's going on, everyone? Back uh, with another episode of the Take 3 Podcast. We're here week three of the NFL season. little uh, week three preview. You know, we're skipping over this Thursday night game. I mean, we can talk about it real quick if you want. It's Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Nobody really gives a damn. It's like three and a half, or it's actually fours the line. I mean, it, it is what it is. I heard 20 mile an hour wins, uh, 30 mile an hour wins. It's Brissett versus Trubisky. It's Najee Harris versus Nick Chubb. I mean, Honestly, this is going to be tough to watch football. So we just kind of changed it up this week, right? We glossed straight over that. And then, I mean, looking ahead to Sunday, we got some good matchups. We're going to get to find out really about Miami. We thought last week we would find out about them. Hell of a comeback. But then you get to go back home and guess what? You get Josh Allen and Buffalo. They look like the best team in football by far right now. And, you know, this is really the uh, the big benchmark game for them. And I think we'll find out a lot. You got Baltimore, New England, uh, Cincinnati looking to avoid going 0-3, the Joe Flacco Jets. Obviously, they lost to Mike White in the Jets last year. Um, so let's see. That's like a six-point line. I don't know. That game still kind of scares me. It's like I'm not sitting there and saying Bengals for sure, right? I don't know what to do there. You got Jacksonville going out to L.A., Obviously, Justin Herbert with the ribs. I don't think Keenan Allen's going this week. So that could be interesting. I mean, it's a seven-point spread. I kind of liked Jacksonville when we glossed over that. Rams in Arizona, they meet for the first time this year. Obviously, Tom and Aaron Rodgers in the late window. We'll talk about that. Uh, Sam Fran and Jimmy G. We'll see if Russell Wilson can get right. And then it ends the week, Dallas and the Giants. I mean, looking at week three, what uh, what matchups do you like before we kind of jump into uh, the games that we'll kind of break down and talk about? Yeah, excited for this week three. Uh, there's some spreads I actually like for the first time this year and this week. Um, a lot of pick games, a lot of close ones. We get some really good matchups. I'm pretty much super excited for the ones we're going to talk about. Um, Miami and Buffalo, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Those are the two I'm keeping my eyes on. Of course, uh, Philadelphia, Carson Wentz gets to play Philadelphia this week. I don't know if it's going to be a super exciting game, but always tuned into those. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for week three. We got some pretty good matchups. Probably going to be the best week of the year so far. Yeah, I like what we have uh, going down on Sunday uh, outside of tonight. And, yeah, that I mean, the Eagles game, obviously, Eagles fan, that six and a half kind of scares me coming off of a real, you know, kind of emotional Monday Night Football W. Then you're going on the road to face Carson Wentz, your quarterback. Uh, obviously, no Doug Peterson, so there's not really, like, bad blood with Nick Sirianni and Carson yeah. Wentz since they never really worked together. But it's still, like, I don't know, I see six and a half, and it's still kind of dicey for me uh, going into that one. But I feel like that's obviously a ball game we should win and want. Uh, we got to would love a, to got to win. I'm trying to figure out the words for it. I mean, big one against Carson Wentz. We don't want Carson Wentz getting a dub over us, right? We don't want him holding up that. But let's move into I mean, you want to add something before? No, I was just going to say, like, coming off a real high of that Monday night game, that'd be a real low to go in and lose to Carson. Um, I'll say this about the spread. I'm glad we don't pick Eagles games because that's, that's kind of a tough spread for me this week. That's six and a half. That's what I'm saying. Touchdown. It uh, it scares me. But yeah, let's just let's just beat Carson once so you can't hold that over our heads. But let's move into the uh, first game. Obviously, we talked about it right after I talked about it right off the rip going into Sunday. If you would let me switch over. We got Buffalo, best team in football right now, going on the road, taking on Miami. Also 2-0, coming off a hell of a comeback last week, down 21 in the fourth. Tua, Waddle, Tyreek. They went crazy, and the Dolphins just kind of forgot how to play defense, right? It was just, uh, I mean, that's as simple as it is. Obviously, Vegas, they're not really buying it. Buffalo going on the road, obviously coming off the uh, 41-7, to I think, was Monday night. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites going down to Miami. So it's still Vegas is saying – 
Buffalo's in a class of their own, Josh Allen uh, against Tua. They're rolling Josh Allen. And I like Buffalo's defense uh, going up against Tua as well. I expect them to have a lot of success. That unit's looked great uh, out the gates this year. So, I mean, what are you looking at when you see Buffalo and Miami? It's a big benchmark game for uh, Miami, even after they beat the Ravens last uh, last week. People aren't really bought in. I mean, it's hard to kind of buy in when you watch defenders fall over, leave guys wide open, and they just somehow let the two fastest guys in football continually get behind their safety. So what are you looking at here, uh, Buffalo and Miami? Yeah, I'm very excited for this matchup. Um, I'm not entirely sold on Miami yet. I picked them last week against Baltimore, and I think they got a little luck getting out of there with that win. Um, I think Baltimore should have probably won that game, right? They probably should have won by a touchdown. Um, they were three and a half point favorites last week. Obviously, they lost, but I, I believe Baltimore is still a better football team this year than Miami. Obviously, they won, and that could change. If Miami wins this game, like this will be a big statement win if Miami wins this divisional matchup against probably the best team in football. But I, I talk about the points in the spread because Baltimore probably should have won by a touchdown. Um, they were three and a half point favorites. And now we have Buffalo, the clearly the best team, the team to beat right now, uh, getting less than a touchdown, five and a half. I understand divisional game on the road, so it can be tough. But like, I feel very good rolling with Buffalo. It opened at minus six, which means it has moved down a little bit. So some of the money's coming in on Miami, uh, plus six to cover at home. And I feel like the public is very high on Miami because we just watched a magical fourth quarter. That was so much fun to watch. I was rooting for Miami in that game. But it, may, it brings me to the other side this week. I feel like they're, they're overvalued. Um, Buffalo only getting five and a half on the road. I, I love it because Buffalo is a much better team than Baltimore. And I still believe Baltimore is a better team than Miami, that Baltimore should have won by four to seven points. And now I get to pick Buffalo to win by a touchdown. Once again, I don't want to like overstate it because it's a divisional matchup on the road. But I, I love I love this spread for Buffalo. And I, I just love the defensive uh, matchup for Buffalo against Miami's offense. D, uh, Buffalo's defense is clearly a step above Baltimore's. Baltimore's secondary is going to be is uh, got a lot of rookies in second year, so it's kind of rough. I think Baltimore will even out as the year goes on. But Buffalo has elite units defensively and offensively. Like I absolutely love the Bills this week. Yeah, the Bills have been flawless through two games. To be honest, it's hard not to love them. I'm also all in on a. Uh... Buffalo, it's kind of hard to take Miami. I mean, their defense obviously wasn't good last week. They got gouged early by Lamar. He has 20 to 21, 318, three touchdowns, no picks. And then on the ground, he had 119 yards, right? So it's like it, the defense wasn't there. And now you're going right in to face Josh Allen, a man who has been flawless through to, well, he wasn't really flawless week one, but he found a way to get it done. He was flawless last week. And I just expect him to kind of pick apart and just have his way, right? And I don't expect a... The, the Bills to, to roll over on defense and just give Miami free points, right? Sean McDermott, he's a smart guy. He's not going to have his dudes getting burnt up. And it's just, I mean, when you look at it, it when it, if it gets down to Josh Allen versus Tua, I mean, how are you not going to take Josh Allen? And I expect that defense just to force turnovers and get get Tua to turn the ball over. He turned it over twice last week. And, you know, I'm, I'm going with last week was sort of a fluke uh, when you come back like that. To Miami, they don't really have a run game going. They need to find a run game, right, when it gets down into the trenches. It can't just be shootouts and bombing the ball deep to Waddle and Tyreek, as good as they are. When you face the elite of the elite, like a Buffalo or Kansas City, uh, that stuff is not going to work on a week-to-week basis. So, yeah, I love Buffalo. I love their defense. I love Josh Allen right now. I think they're going to have a uh, they're going to have a good day on Sunday. 
Yeah, and what it took for Miami on that comeback, those couple of broken coverages, I just – I mean, don't get me wrong, anything can happen, but I would just be very surprised to see Buffalo's defense break down in that same manner. Like, I just do not expect that to happen. That's what I'm saying. If I had to see Tua drop back 50 more times, it's just – I don't yeah, I feel like it'll be a long afternoon. When I looked at last week's box score and saw 50 throws, 469 yeah. yards, six touchdowns, I was just like, what the hell? I mean, it looked like fake stats. Uh, and I just think this is the game. I mean, I said last week that the Ravens were going to show that they're kind of a notch above. And I expect Buffalo to come in this week, go down to Miami and kind of assert their dominance over this division and kind of show why they are, you know, the Super Bowl favorite, the AFC favorite, and they're kind of class above everybody uh, in the AFC, and especially in that AFC East. But any kind of uh, add-on thoughts? Um, just as much as I love the minus five and a half, it's wild that I feel so confident taking a road favorite by a touchdown in a divisional game. But it's just unique, a unique setup. I think Buffalo is that team, and they're going to prove it this Sunday. Yeah, they're just that good, and they're out for revenge. I've said it like all year with Buffalo, even before the season started. It's like a revenge year, dude. They really want to, really want to get back. And through two weeks, they've kind of shown that, right? They're not, they're not playing around this year. But um, let's move on. Four o'clock window. We've got Aaron Rodgers going on the road to take on Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady probably going out there with a skeleton, uh, skeleton crew of wide receivers. It looks like Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, and Bashad Perryman. Will be his guys. Fournette should be back in the backfield. Uh, I didn't mention Russell Gage. He should probably be out there. But I mean, obviously, they're going to be missing Julio. It seems like he was good for a week, right? And then it's crazy. Every year, it seems the body breaks down. Obviously, Godwin, they kind of rushed him back quick from the knee and he he got his hamstring. He squeaked out. And then we got the hitman, Mike Evans. I believe his, uh, his suspension got upheld, uh, rightfully so. That's some wild shit, but it was hilarious. And I don't know why Bruce Arians is on the sidelines. That was also weird. Yeah. But yeah, so he's out. So you have, yeah, so you have Tom Brady going in with the skeleton crew. You got Aaron Rodgers. He's with his young guns, but obviously he has the running backs. His defense is there. I honestly, when I look at this game, it's like a battle of two defenses, I would say, right? Because nobody really has great weapons that can break down the other team's defense. I mean, Aaron, I was about to say Arizona, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, they have the running backs, right? But then you're running straight into Vita Vea in that front seven. It's like, how much success are you going to have? And obviously the rookie, the young wide receivers, I don't know if they're going to break down defenses. I think Lazard hasn't practiced as well. So he's trending probably possibly to be out. So, I mean, what do you look at Green Bay and Tampa Bay? It's also a regular season game, right? Aaron Rodgers is good at winning these regular season games. When it gets into the playoffs, though, is when it gets a little dicey when he faces Tom. So, I mean, what are you looking at Green Bay, Tampa Bay? I expect it to be close. The line's pretty damn good, basically a pick them. Um, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think the weapons could hurt Tom uh, in this matchup. Yeah, you, you basically already laid it out with the receivers. Uh, Leonard Fournette's been limited all week. I expect him to be ready to go on Sunday. And, yeah, it's a pick em, and I'm leading Tampa Bay because they're at home, slight favor. And, you know, yeah, the weapon situation is not ideal, but, you know, you got Tom throwing the rock. I don't think the receiver situation is ideal for Aaron Rodgers on the other side either. Obviously, different scenario. Tom has injuries. Aaron just uh, lost Devontae. Uh, he's got the better running backs, the better offensive line at the moment as well. But both of these defenses have been playing very well. I've been impressed with the Buccaneers defense so far to start the year. Their defense is playing at an elite level so far. They've been very, very good. And we have to assume that Tampa Bay eventually gets healthy on the offensive side of the ball and it comes together in time for the playoffs. But, like, as for this game, um, I'm leaning Tampa Bay simply because the home field advantage, you're going with Tom, 
And, like, I expect the defense to really slow down Aaron. I know he got the Bears last week and they look good again, but, like, you can never put a lot of stock into that. Aaron Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears. His words, not mine. And he did what he normally does against Chicago. So, to me, I haven't really seen enough from Aaron in this offense this year. I expect the running game to be pretty good, but, like, you're going against Vita Vea and that defensive line for the Bucks. So, like, if that if they're able to slow that down, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers could be in for a long day. But to be fair, the uh, the defense for the Packers has the ability to do the same thing to Tom Brady and the Bucks. So it's it's wild to see an Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady matchup, and the over under is only set at forty two. But it makes sense when you analyze this game, and it's going to be a pick 'em. I expect it to be competitive. I'm just giving the nod to the home team. I'm 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 leaning towards Tampa Bay and Tom. Yeah, Tom also has O-line issues as well. Donovan Smith, uh, left tackle, yeah. I think he's out. Obviously, the center issues as well on the inside. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game, right? I mean, Tom doesn't have weapons. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have weapons that he's comfortable with. I think it's going to come down to who has the ball late in the last drive. And I kind of just flipped and I said, hey, Aaron Rodgers will have the ball late in the last drive and I'll be able to do something. I mean, I expect it to be a 21-20 game, like a super, super, super close ball game. But I'm just rolling Aaron Rodgers only because it's the regular season. If this is a playoff game, I'm taking Tom Brady 100% of the time because obviously we know Aaron chokes it up. But, I mean, I don't – I mean, as much as when you see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady uh, uh, on Fox at 4.30 or 3.30 in the afternoon and you're hyped to see it, I don't think this is going to be a pretty fun game to watch. I think it's going to be an offensive struggle just because of how good the defenses are and neither side really has weapons to uh, <clears throat> attack the other team's secondary. I expect a lot of running, heavy run games especially from uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, right? I expect them to utilize Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They utilize Aaron Jones very well last week, but, I mean, it's against the Bears, as you mentioned. It's kind of – that was a setup game to look successful. So I expect a, it to be an offensive struggle. These defenses are going to put on a showcase, and uh, I just lean Green Bay, uh, just figuring uh, they'll get the ball last and they'll find a way to get it done in the regular season. Yeah, I don't know if you caught the Bucks saints game last week, but it was a – you know, they're they're known for those low scoring, just defensive affairs. And they're just it's kind of ugly football, but it's competitive the whole time until the fourth. And Jameis was turning it over. But I expect something similar here with Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Like a gross, ugly game, like you said, but competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be sloppy. I just don't know if Aaron will throw three picks. Aaron's more likely to just hold on yes. to the rock and fall <laughs> over. Then uh, there are three picks, but yeah, it's sad that I wish we had like full weapons. I wish we had Devontae Adams. I wish we had all of Tampa Bay's guys so we could just have an absolute shootout, really a showcase for the quarterbacks. But both guys are on the tail end of the career. So, you know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be an offensive struggle Sunday between uh, these two. Uh, let's move on. Sunday night football. It's weird saying Jimmy Garoppolo's San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G's back. I've seen multiple reports now that the locker room, the morale is boosted. The players think they got a better shot. Um, even back to when Jimmy G got brought back and Trey Lance was reportedly annoyed that Jimmy G was back. But let's move on for that. The 49ers go on the road to Denver to face the uh, sh- the shit show Broncos, I'll be honest. Nathaniel Hackett looks clueless out there. Russell Wilson uh, looks like I don't even know what to say. He doesn't look good. The timing's not there. The play calling's not there. The defense is not great. San Fran's one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, and when I looked at this, I was like, dude, this feels like free money, honestly, because I trust Kyle Shanahan. He's got a guy that he just made the NFC title game with. He's made a Super Bowl with. They're back to the bread and butter. The defense is healthy. And just how bad the Broncos have looked, it's hard to really trust the Broncos. Do you think the Broncos can get it right uh, back at home Sunday night football primetime stage? Or do you expect another just absolute dog shit showing from the Broncos on primetime? 
I expect a poor showing. They are certainly capable of it. It's like the Broncos are so frustrating because the roster on paper is so good offensively and defensively. The coaching staff, Nathaniel Hackett is in over his head, it feels like. It feels like he's not ready for this opportunity, to be honest. Um, prove me wrong. Come out come out here Sunday night. You're at home, mile high. Like, prove me wrong. But, like, from what we've seen from Denver the first couple of weeks, it's been such a bad showing against two of the worst teams in the NFL. One of them was a loss. One of them he barely won. The red, the red zone execution could not be worse. Um, I, I just don't know how you roll with Denver with any confidence. Uh, this could be the game where Denver comes out, looks good, and it's the team we expected to see, and then Vegas goes crazy because everyone bets the Niners. But it's just I don't know how you even pick Denver with confidence. Uh, Sam Fran gets the quarterback, uh, Jimmy G back. Um, like you said, the morale's higher. They definitely are a better team right now in the short term with Jimmy G than with Trey Lance. That's a different conversation. But with all the struggles Denver's had against poor teams, I don't know how they're going to really perform against the San Francisco team and this defensive line getting to rust. I just – I just don't know how you have any confidence in Denver and this coaching staff. I, I haven't lost faith in Russ. I still believe in him as a quarterback, but Nathaniel Hackett and this coaching staff just does not have Denver ready to go. And it's like, I don't know how you pick Denver. San Francisco, only one and a half points. Like, I don't know how you not hammer San Francisco. I love San Francisco in this spot, which scares me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm out on Denver. I'm kind of pissed that I even backed them even a little bit. I think I had them at 10 or 11 wins in the preseason. Man, if I would have Me too. Them, if I would have knew that Hackett was going to be this bad and then just reading some articles today that Hackett, obviously, he's never called plays. He kind of whiffed on his offensive coordinator that he wanted, brought in another guy. That guy's never called plays. Then he brought in a defensive coordinator that's never called defensive plays. So it's a bunch of guys just calling shit. It's like a peewee setup, right? It's a bunch of guys that have never called plays. Uh, taking over a team with serious expectations when you add Russell Wilson to the Broncos and give him $245 million. So, yeah, I don't expect the Broncos to look any better. Uh, Kyle Shannon, he's going to be able to get back to his bread and butter offense. We watched the Denver defense get shredded up by Geno Smith, and now you're going to face a Kyle Shanahan offense. I don't know if George Kittle will be out there. doesn't really matter. They got Ayuk. They got Debo. They got the run game still. And as you mentioned, that front being able to get after – Russ and Russ, I don't know. Yeah, he just hasn't looked the same. I mean, I'm not completely out on Russ. I'm out on Hackett. Um, yeah. but I don't know about being out on Russ. A couple more ball games of just six of 20 and just looking like absolute garbage, though. I might be out on Russ and say that he's not the same, right? Because all the weapons are there. Uh, Jerry Judy's probably not going. He didn't practice i don't believe so he's probably out so it's just like it's hard to back denver as you said and you're getting san fran at one and a half will probably look like bozos on monday when some stupid right. shit happens but as of right now uh san fran with their old play caller back uh old signal caller jimmy g it just it's hard not to roll with them at one and a half against this denver team that is just uh, a circus show a, a clown fest uh, they just look bad it's not what we expected preseason out of denver it's pretty bad and embarrassing when Davis Mills is Russell Wilson's playing at the same level as Davis Mills last Sunday, not to like shit on Davis Mills, but no one really expects anything out of him. Second year guy, he's kind of just like filling a hole, filling a roster spot for the really bad Texans right now. And like Russ is a future hall of famer. Like that's how poor Denver has been. And just, you, you gotta be a Denver Homer to have faith in Denver heading into this game. That's what I'm saying. They're getting in a dogfight at home, home opener dogfight against a team that we said was going to win two or three games this year. And it's just, yeah, it's sad. They look, as everybody has said, it's clear as day 
that Nathaniel Hackett is in over his head. They kind of used it as Aaron Rodgers leverage that failed. And now they're kind of, you know, everything else has failed. I could see a weird situation where he gets canned after one year. Like, I don't even, I don't even think that's remotely like out of the question where he could be gone after this year. If this team continues to play this bad. If they get blown out at home or you have more situations where you can't decide if you're going to go for it. So you get delay games or you're calling timeouts, you're kicking 60 yard field goals to try and win. Like, he's got to try and make it through the season at that point. Cause like, I know that's kind of crazy to say, cause it's only been two weeks, but like the showings have been horrifically bad, like embarrassingly bad. You got your home team chanting down the play clock last, last uh, Sunday at home. Like that's, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's one misplane. He's one misplane flight staying behind in Ohio from being like the urban Meyer of the West. Right? <laughs> like it's just, it's not, it's, it's not good out of Hackett's. I mean, this is really a big, and this is in prime time, but they come out and get embarrassed yeah. by the 49ers at home prime time. I mean, I, I the media is going to be on them. As I said, uh, if they continue to trend this, uh, this bad, I'd be surprised if he's there next year because they paid Russ so much money. I mean, they're stuck with Russ. If Russ declines, they have no choice because they just paid him, but they, they got to find something coaching wise, San Fran all the way. Uh, I, I like what they're bringing to the table, but yeah, just, it feels just like a gift one and a half. So like ham, hammer, hammer, hammer the Niners. Yep. We'll look stupid though for saying it. Let's move Probably. on. Final, final game, Monday night football, real barn burner. You got the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush actually didn't look that bad. He kind of got boxed up uh, in the second half, but that's kind of is what it is when you have Cooper Rush out there. They're going to play the New York Giants in New York. The 2-0 New York Giants. Brian Dable somehow has uh, Daniel Jones winning ball games, although it has not been pretty at times. They're one-point favorites. This is basically a pick them on Monday night. Obviously, Saquon has looked pretty good through two weeks. I mean, what do you – I don't even know what to say. What are we What are we looking for? It's literally Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones on Monday Night Football with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling the game. I don't know. Is, is it – can Saquon Barkley do enough? Can Danny Dimes, can Dable do enough? Or will Michael, Micah Parsons kind of have his way and will they force turnovers out of Daniel Jones and, uh, and set Cooper Rush up to win? Cooper Rush, I have to admit, actually looked like a good quarterback to start the game last week. Uh, he's clearly improved quite a bit uh, during practice and training camp and all that from last season and the season before. I think this is his third year. He's been sitting and learning, and he's clearly getting better to give him credit. Um, good first quarter, but, like, I, I don't know how much, the like, the whole second half is it, like, Dallas's defense is still that good, which you got Micah Parsons. Shout out to him. He's just a game record. Like, he is phenomenal. He's going to do what he does. But like Cincinnati has a lot of struggles. So I don't I don't know where to like truly evaluate that. And then you got the New York Giants. Um, they're two and zero. I'm picking the Giants this week as uh, the minus one home favorites. I think they're going to improve to three and zero. And even saying that, I don't think the Giants are a good football team. I think they played some bad teams and uh, they got an easy schedule to start. I think by the end of the year, we're going to look at the Giants and be like they're they're still one of the bottom teams. But I mean this this is going to be a pretty close game but I don't think it's gonna be a fun game or a good game I trust Brian Dable and that offense more than I trust Cooper Rush and Mike McCarthy um, I think it's just gonna be close which which guy makes a mistake down the stretch I think that's really gonna decide it it's hard for me to lean a certain way obviously Vegas feels the same way it's a one-point spread but I'm gonna go with the New York Giants at home to get it done Brian Dable's done a good job offensively making Daniel Jones just get easy reads much higher completion percentage much more efficient 
So it just proves how much coaching really matters. And I think it's going to be slightly enough. Um, if Cooper Rush goes in there and leads to like a field goal or a touchdown win, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I feel more comfortable betting on Brian Dable and this new offense than I do Cooper Rush on the road in New York after a big win. Honestly, a big win for Dallas. Like they're sitting at one and one now against the defending AFC champions, which we all expected them to win. Uh, Cincinnati was favored by seven and a half. So like, they're coming off a good win, maybe a little emotional from it. And, uh, you know, Cooper Rush on the road in New York, I- I'm not crazy about that. I'm, I'm winning the Giants. Yeah, over-under is 39 points right now. I mean, if, if we oh. talked about if we talked about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers being an offensive struggle, this is like the budget version of that game, and it's literally the only game on, so you can't even flip the channel. And see another game, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any – uh, a real analysis. I mean, this game is not going to be pretty. I think it's going to be real low scoring, 17-14, somewhere in that range. I expect it to be an offensive struggle. I- I'm leaning Dallas only because they have Micah Parsons. They're going to have the best defensive player on the field. They have Trayvon Diggs back there. Their defense hasn't been terrible. I think their defense can do enough damage to steal a game on the road from Daniel Jones and kind of force his hand one time to uh, set Cooper Rush up. I don't have any faith in Cooper Rush. I mean, if it comes down to Cooper Rush, uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, he looked competent in the first half, but obviously, yeah, the defense for the Bengals kind of turned up on him in the second half. But I'm only rolling Dallas because the defense and Micah Parsons, he's the real deal. Uh, It kind of sucks to watch him in a Dallas jersey because he's that damn good. And I think just the luck runs out for the Giants, right? Two and oh, great start, but uh, they'll fall to two and one. I think it's but it's going to be a hard game to watch, if I'm being honest. Like it's it's not an exciting one. I'm right there with you. And like where the, whether the Giants start two and one or three and oh, their magic will run out. Like if you got a, the photo of them uh, getting tackled by the Panthers, it's just like the Panthers last year. I think they started three and oh or four and oh, and then they fizzled out. I think New York's in the same situation this year, but I am riding with them Monday night. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do like Dable. I like what he's setting up there, but I think there is work to be done. He's building something. Though. I like what he's building to be able to come out of the gate, get two wins and kind of show a, a glimmer of hope with Daniel Jones. I think they'll still eventually move off of him and he'll get yeah. his quarterback that he wants. But uh, Dable has kind of built a program. They look like they're having fun there. The media is not grilling them. So, I mean, maybe the Giants give them a year or two and they could be back. Let's hopefully not as Eagles fans. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hope that they're not back. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you can bear to watch an offensive struggle on Monday Night Football, uh, enjoy the Cowboys at the Giants. Let's move on to our week three spread picks. I don't have our total records tallied up. Not great. I think I'm only a couple games out ahead. But I mean, what do you love looking at uh, at week three? We both obviously like the Bills. The other one that I really like is the Ravens two and a half. I don't know. It's just kind of I don't like anything that I see out of the Patriots. And when I see it that low and I'm like, even if they can just win by a field goal, even though I think they'll win by more because the Patriots have no offense. um, I loved that one. That's really the one that I love outside of the uh, the Bills. And I also like that Jags plus seven with no with uh, Justin Herbert, rib the rib issues, and then no Keenan Allen. Uh, Doug Peterson runs a competent football club, unlike Urban Meyer did last year. The Jags are not the same Jags uh, before. As we watched, they they absolutely dominated the Colts last week. So those are kind of the ones that I uh, I like big time, that Ravens and then that Jags along with the Bills. Yeah, you are 15 and 15, perfect 500. I am two below at 13 and 17 through two weeks. And you kind of stole mine, right? We talked about the Bills already, and then you pointed out the Ravens being 
your other favorite. I'm right there with you. Um, Baltimore coming off a bad fourth quarter, a bad showing. I think they're going to be ready to play. I honestly do not care that it's in New England and on the road. I think Baltimore is a much – I think Baltimore is a touchdown better than New England this year. And uh, I love getting Ravens two and a half. I think they definitely win by a field goal. Um, that That's my favorite this week, Ravens uh, two and a half. And if I were to pick a different one – I'm not super I, – I'd probably go back to the Sunday night that we already talked about, Niners one and a half. So basically the three I love are the the three we talked about, uh, Bills, Niners, and then Ravens. Those those are my favorites heading into the week. Got you. I go outside the box. I like the Texans at plus three. I think they just – they fight, right? They're a team that – they're a team that go out there and they battle. I thought they were just going to be absolutely dog shit this year. Lovey Smith, I didn't really take him serious. But, I mean, that team comes out. They fight on a week-to-week basis. We watch them battle with the uh, – the Broncos last week. And I think, I mean, the bears, the bears just aren't good. I mean, that, that line should be closer to a pick them. If I'm being honest, I don't know in any world, even against any football team where that, that bears team is three points better than uh, anybody. I watched Justin Fields running across the line of scrimmage, three yards over the line of scrimmage, throwing the football last week. Um, I, I just, I can't get with the bears. And I like the fact that the Texans actually play hard, even though they are a bad club. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. I took the Bears because they're at home. I don't feel good about it at all. I don't want to take any Bears or Justin Fields teams. Like, come on now. Um, The last one that does stand out to me, uh, now that I'm looking at it again, is Chiefs minus five and a half. Indianapolis has been so bad. Maybe they come out, like, really amped up, ready to go because they were embarrassed so bad. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes in a dome, uh, less than a touchdown, I'll take it. Yeah, I like the Chiefs as well. I mean, the only way it could be a struggle to get there is that the Chiefs run the ball, or not the Chiefs, the uh, the the Colts run the ball like 97 times with Jonathan yeah. Taylor and just absolutely milk the clock down to uh, oblivion. But yeah, I like the Chiefs. They're, everything's rolling. They're showing they're still the real deal. And uh, Frank Reich is literally on his last leg before getting canned. Uh, if he starts 0-3, 0-4, right, if he starts losing more and more. But, I mean, any kind of closing thoughts on uh, week three before we kind of wrap this up? I'm pretty excited for week three. I think it's going to be the best week of the very short season so far. Some really good matchups, some pick I got some spreads I actually like so far, finally. So, super exciting, uh, super excited heading into Sunday. For sure. I like where we are. Let's uh, let's go, Birds. Don't screw us on the six and a half. Don't. <laughs> Just, just find a way to beat Carson Wentz who doesn't have those bragging rights over us. But that's going to be a wrap for the uh, week three preview. Thank you for listening. If you have any uh, feedback, please drop it in the comments below in this video or at us on Twitter. You know, we always like to uh, chat it up there. As always, uh, this video will go live on Spotify at the same time that it's up on YouTube. If you're an audio only listener and our Spotify link will be in the description. And yeah, we'll be back next week to kind of wrap up week three and kind of see what uh, where we went wrong and where we went right.